I found out the Border Patrol caught a man and his family sneaking in over the Texas border last November. His name is Assam Bazi. And the thing about Assam Bazi is, he's listed on the terrorist watch list as a high classified, known or suspected terrorist. They let him in anyway. They were worried. He's overweight. They're afraid he'd catch COVID in lockup. They're not supposed to do that. I'm told they've never done that. Anyhow, he's living here in Dearborn with his wife and daughter at his brother's house, awaiting his asylum hearing next month. I reached out to Hassan Bazi by phone. I'm just a simple man, he told me in Spanish. I don't know what they're talking about. We promised to talk to an interpreter the next day. I interpret peop, uh, for people when they're in uh, jail, when they're in court. So the next day came. He must have gotten cold piernas because he never answered. Please leave your message. No yeah. dice. Here's what we're going to do, guys. Wasam, Wasam, you hear me? You'll see me this week. Got my word on Okay. Now, I'm no hater. If Uncle Sam says it's okay for a terrorist to be living in the United States, then it must be okay for a terrorist to live in the United States. I even brought Mr. Bozzi a housewarming gift. It's a plant from a dead man's wake. Yo tengo un regalo para Señor Bozzi. Señor, un regalo para ti. Nobody home. Well, as we like to say in Dearborn, Bienvenido a los Estados Unidos. Welcome to America. Just did breaking news. No more bullshit. No more bullshit. No bullshit. Okay, so there you go. As promised, that's the news from the southern border. But we have to blow up the entire program because we've got big problems on the northern border. Breaking news. State of emergency has been declared in Ontario for the protesters blocking the bridge, the Ambassador Bridge, the busiest trade corridor in North America. Let's, let's, let's play the premier here. Today, I'm using my authority as Premier of Ontario to declare a state of emergency in our province. And I will convene cabinet to use legal authorities to urgently enact orders that will make crystal clear it is illegal and punishable to block and impede the movement of goods, people, 
and services along critical infrastructure. This will include protecting international border crossings, 400 series highways, airports, ports, bridges, and railways. It will also include protecting the safe and essential movement of ambulatory and medical services, public transit, municipal and provincial roadways, as well as pedestrian walkways. Fines for noncompliance will be severe with a maximum penalty of $100,000 and up to a year imprisonment. We will also provide additional authority to consider taking away the personal and commercial licenses of anyone who doesn't comply with these orders. Wow. Okay, so on the phone with us is a friend of the program, friend of mine, Derek Bull, Windsor Firefighter. Are you there, Derek? Hi, Charlie. How you doing? I'm good, dude. What's, what's, the, what's the mood? What's the scene? What's happening? Well, we are, first of all, we are, uh, you guys are north of us. So this is the southern border of Detroit, uh, Michigan here, right? Come on, wise <laughs> ass, what's going on? <laughs> yeah, you know what? I think Canadians are fed up. They're fed up. Um, you know, initially lockdown after lockdown after we're going to get to the 70%, the 75% vaccination rate, the 80%. They kept moving the goalposts, the goal line. And, uh, you, know, you know, here in Ontario, we just got to have a lockdown that probably 10 days ago. Um, and everything was shut down again. We've complied. We've done everything. The Canadians are fed up. I want my son to play hockey in the arena. He had to get vaccinated to go into arena. And here in Windsor, in Essex County, in the province of Ontario, if you don't have a vaccination, if you're not vaccinated, you can't get into a, a gym. You can't get into a restaurant or a bar. Your kids can't play sports. You cannot go and watch your, your kids in an arena to play hockey. And we've done all this. And and we just and they lock us down for a month. Uh, like I said, we just got out of it a month ago, or t- uh, ten days ago. I I feel for you as a first responder. Uh, here's what I'm hearing, dude. I'm hearing the uh, the Mounties have uh, moved in to Windsor. Are you hearing that too? Yeah, they're here. They're hunkered down in a disclosed undisclosed location, and they're they didn't bring their uh, horses. They brought their military or whatever you call it. Their all their stuff here, so they're they're in they're somewhere here in Windsor uh, and ready to go. And I just heard the premier's announcement here. Sounds like things are moving quickly. And, and uh, have you been alerted as a first responder? Well, what we have to do is uh, my station's on the east side, and um, anything west the, the the road that they're on is Sherin Church, Sherin Line. Yeah, it kind of ends the Parkway kind of fil- uh, filters right up to there, so. There's a station, wherever they're protesting, there's a station 100 yards, a fire, a fire hall 100 yards from that intersection. Because we can't go west of that, we have to station at the Windsor Armories where um, our, our Eston Kent Scottish Regiment trains. So we'll have uh, a fire truck over there because we can't, can't go west or we can't go south on the busy main thoroughfare of uh, here in church there. So we've got to stationed away from our station have you have you been alerted yeah there's notices everything has come out um responses uh what to do um and the fire department here and ambulance service uh, yeah yeah all yeah wow dude so uh, this is uh this is this is not looking good 
Yeah, and if you, I'm sure you guys are following everything in Ottawa, and it's kind of carried down here to Windsor. And like I said, Canadians are fed up. You guys are fed up. Uh, you but know, look at this, dude. It, Ottawa don't yeah. mean shit, and D.C. don't mean shit. Windsor right. and Detroit, no one ever pays attention to us. We mean everything. And when that bridge is closed, that means a lot. That means you're a, right. That you're means right. a rich man starting to starting to go. What the fuck? <sighs> and so the, the two scenarios that could, that could evolve from this. Give me give me two scenarios. If if what happens, it would result in what? Give me the other. Give me give me two ideal scenarios um, that could happen as a result of what's taking place now. Not ideal scenarios, just scenarios. Just what could happen? Like they could push back or they could give in. I mean, what are, what are the choices and what does that mean? Are you asking me, Karen? Yes, if you don't okay. mind, Mr. Yeah, I, I, yeah, yeah. I, I think I, I don't think the government's going to cave, and, and they're not going to say we're going to get rid of these uh, vaccine mandates. We're not going to get rid of these mask mandates. We're going to let people go as free as they want. I, I don't think they can do that with egg on their face. Um, I, I think it's either going to go two ways. So, and it sounds like those guys have dug in. I haven't talked to them, but it sounds like those guys have dug in. It's good. They're going to be forced, forcefully removed, or it's going to be a, it's going to be a battle. Dude, this, that's ugly. That's ugly because I look at the world. Okay, like the, the biggest thing going on in the world is the Ukraine, and maybe the second biggest thing is the Uyghurs in China, and the third biggest thing is maybe our southern border or or Venezuela. But this is certainly a top five event going on on planet Earth, and you're standing in the middle of it. Right there, and you watch CNN. It's weird to see our mayor talking on CNN or Fox or, or all these big, big time uh, news channels. And there's our there's our mayor from Windsor, you know, a population two two hundred and twenty thousand, speaking to the world about what's going on. You want to hear what our governor here in Michigan's doing? She wasn't. I heard she just open the borders. Get, uh, you got to get. We got to get things rolling. And it kind of goes. Uh, well, watch this. Listen to this, Derek. Derek, okay, listen to this. It. This is the governor of the territory of Michigan offering to interfere in Canadian affairs. This hasn't happened. She's zooming in from California? Is she zooming in from California? (laughs) She's a smart ass. I love it. No, she's zooming in from the War of 1812. Keep your nose out of Canada's business. Uh, This is your mayor. What's his name? What's the mayor Uh, of Windsor? Delkins? Delkins. Drew Dilkins. Drew Dilkins. I talked to him before. I just, okay. Play, Play what he said Whitmer told him. This is unbelievable. Uh, I can tell you that uh, the state of Michigan and the governor's office directly have offered to send over heavy equipment to help remove vehicles, to provide security. They've offered to do whatever is required to help uh, end this blockade as well. And so we have partners on both sides of the border uh, who are willing to help, and we will absolutely use any of the resources made available to us uh, to take advantage and, and, and help end this situation. Let me get this straight. Back down, though, Charlie. I mean, just because you're bringing in, I think that they're. I see. I mean, for them to take this, assume this position, push back, like just like you know, Derek said, the government's not just going to say, "Oh, well, we're just going to let it go." I don't think that the truckers are either. Wait, not her job anyway. Wait a minute. You, that's sovereign nation. Yeah. 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 You you can't. You're not sending national guard or the right. state police in there. You wouldn't even send them to the southern border. Yeah, that's right. And we got guys on the terrorist watch list coming up here, and nobody will say a goddamn word about it. No, that is some dumbass shit. Yep. That's not the Democrats I know. I'm against it, right? Derek, would you like to see our state police on your soil? <laughs> no, we can solve our own problems over here. 
Get the fuck out yeah. of here. Hey, Derek, amongst, sure. amongst your friends and the people that you talk to, uh, what's the support in general for what they're doing? It's kind of mixed. Um, and, and, you know, Windsor is just like uh, Detroit and uh, southwestern Michigan. We're a, we're a blue-collar town. We have the auto industry, heavy tool and die industries in here. Um, and those, those, that supply chain is affected. It is. And so I, I see that side of it. I, I also 100% see the other side where enough is enough. You know, and the government comes on and says jobs and this and that. Look, we've, we've been locked out. I have, I, have, I have friends that are out of work. My friends work, quick example, at the casino. He was out of work for, you know, 18 months. Uh, we have a, a called employment unemployment insurance over here. So he is making, I don't know what it is, 52% of his wage for a year and a half. And lockdown after lockdown, when we, when we turn on the TV and we're watching the football game and there's 90,000 people in the seats there, mask or no mask. You want to wear one, wear one. If you don't want to wear one, don't wear one. And we can't even go, we can't even, everything's locked down. It, it got so crazy over here that at Walmart and Costco, you can only buy essential groceries. And I sent Charlie a picture in April when this happened. So they fenced everything off. If you wanted to buy a pair of socks or underwear, you couldn't buy a pair of socks or underwear at Walmart or Costco. You had to, you had to uh, do it online. But you're already there. Groceries only. <laughs> Why? I know, they, that makes they fenced no it sense. off. That, they they fenced it off. That happened to us too with the seeds. You know, I mean, the, the, well, that's right. They did. The governor put out a statement <laughs> this week saying, you know, it's time for the truckers. And I don't think... I'm going to guess that the majority of Canadians do not want them to do this, but the majority of Canadians are done with the lockdown. That's what I'm that's, smelling. That's, a, that's a, a perfect way to put it. Lockdown and, you know, when exhaustion. You get, yeah. We so, get the, hey, Detroit Red in the house. <laughs> um, it, we got the, uh, we call it the CAW. famous in Canada. <laughs> the CAW over here, we call it Uniform now, which is the uh, UAW over there. Those are some big battles where the UAW don't have parts to, uh, you're going to shut down Chrysler's and they can't make Pacificas. I mean, I get it, but enough's enough here. Much more can we take? Let me, let me quote my and, mayor. Let me quote my mayor about the lockdowns caused not by the government, but by the truckers. She put out a statement that says, quote, it's hitting paychecks and production lines. This is unacceptable. To me, that's rich. Because the Canadian truckers want the federal vaccine mandates dropped. Whitmer, smelling the political winds, hopes no one will remember that she forbade Michiganians from driving to their own cottages and vacation homes in the early days of the pandemic. And never mind that her husband drove to their vacation home to rake leaves. So I would ask my governor to put a mask over it. <laughs> Shut your mouth. Right. Go rake some leaves and let Canada handle Canada. Do what you're good at. Take a plane down to Florida. Yeah. And, and what do you do? Who do you vote for? I mean, you guys are so split in the middle, Republican, Democrat. We got three uh, main parties over here. I don't, I don't believe in any of them. You know, we no. got our progressive conservative that runs the Ontario, but our liberals are running the country. And, uh, man, I, I don't want to vote for any of them. They're all the same to me, yeah. man. They're all the same to me. <laughs> like, much, yeah. I don't want a war over there. I don't understand why your prime minister decides triple vax Trudeau, who catches COVID anyway and goes and hides in his beaver lodge somewhere because he's afraid. <laughs> and he says, 
I'm not going to deal with these races? Well, and that clearly uh, illustrates the divide between government and the people. You're the, right you're the, you're there's, the there's prime just, minister. You must negotiate. No That's what a leader does. Yeah, there's been zero what communication. douchebag. Yeah. I don't want no war, man. Right. I, I want to ask you a quick question. Your emergency response. With something like this looming right now, personally... Are you going through anxiety, a little worry, what you might have to go in and deal with? What's the, the feeling not, you want you guys? Yeah, no, not at all. Not It, it doesn't affect um, me personally, and I know the guys I work with at the at the halls. We, we've never talked about it as affecting us personally or, or worried about the situation. We just kind of, if anything erupts or happens, we just go and do our job, and, and that's it. That's the great thing about yeah. being a firefighter, which is you just help. Yeah. You don't have to yeah. be the cop, man. I'm worried about those guys. I don't yeah. want to see civil war. No. And that doesn't solve anything. Negotiate. Negotiate. All right, dude. Yeah, we, yeah. That's it. You're done. I'm, I, <laughs> I, uh, I, I, I've got uh, one of the protesters uh, holding here, and I, I want to get to her, okay? See, see, what, okay. Right. see what they're going to do. Thank you, brother. My prayers are with you, man. All right. See you guys. See you, Charlie. See everybody. We'll have a drink soon, Charlie. Dig this, man. Uh, yeah, yeah. <laughs> oh, Canada, we stand on Canada guard on for thee. I think one of the first times I matched at the Chili Fest, we got up on stage and sang that. <laughs> I, I think if we sing Charlie. I think we send Charlie down there and start singing. They'll all go home. <laughs> Should it be will. over in a second or two? <laughs> Face, uh, yeah. What do they say? Face for radio and a voice for uh, TV. <laughs> <laughs> Thanks, Derek. Fuck off, man. All right, see you guys. See you guys. God, Charlie. <laughs> okay, I want to welcome in Matthew Maroon. Basically, I could give him titles, but he's the owner of the Ambassador Bridge, and he's in a hard spot. Matthew, what's going on on the border right now as we speak? Well, unfortunately, nothing. Uh, Trade, commerce, trucks, drivers—it's—it's it's not flowing at the Ambassador Bridge, and it's either not flowing at other border points or is severely restricted. I don't think that there's many, uh, if if any, uh, bridges or border points between the United States and Canada that are functioning normally. I don't think people appreciate the importance of the Ambassador Bridge. This thing is basically the busiest trade corridor on the continent, about $350 million a day or so? Yeah, it's, it's, it's the main, if you think about it, there's as, as like a circulatory system. Uh, roads are veins and whatnot. The, the bridge is the main artery between uh, the United States and, uh, and Canada for our trade. Canada, mean, Canada is the second largest trading partner with the United States. That should tell you something. For some perspective out there, you all saw pictures of the Port of L.A. being clogged and everybody's talking about supply chain issues. The Ambassador Bridge does about half the commerce a day, half the commerce per day as the Port of L.A. It's tremendous. So these people up there blocking it. Matt, Matt you're in a hard place. You got to keep uh triple vax trudeau who's hiding in his beaver lodge somewhere you got to keep him happy you got to keep whitmer happy you can't offend biden you don't want to offend truckers because you're a trucking magnet what do we do here well i i with with that kind of backdrop uh charlie I, I, the 
blessed are the peacemakers. <laughs> what does that mean, brother? What's the simple solution? Well, that, that that means that really, really. I I mean, I'm I'm not. I don't. I've got the responsibility for the bridge, and it's one I I take very very seriously. But you know, the, these elected officials, they've they've got lots of responsibilities. Some I don't understand myself, so it's hard for me to put. Uh, myself in their shoes. But it seems to me like everyone can win here. Uh, Trudeau really wanted to get the vaccine out there. He wanted to make sure that everyone was vaccinated, and and he did. I, By all accounts, 90% or more of the truck drivers that cross the border that are Canadians are fully vaccinated. 90%. That's, a, that's an A-level grade. Uh, the truck drivers that don't want to get vaccinated or or are upset that they had to get vaccinated, they, they want the mandates to go away. And I don't blame them for that either. So, and the mandates are going to go away. All, uh, all the different states in the United States are getting rid of their mandates. And of course, the different provinces in Canada are getting rid of their mandates. So it's only a matter of time before the mandates in Ontario go away anyway. So, so what, what's the deal here then with like the last stand at the OK Corral? I know it and I bet you know it that the Mounties are mustering, right? That a state of emergency was declared today and they got about a day or two to get their ass out of there or the authorities are moving in. You hearing the same? It, 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 it seems like it's, you know, from the start of it, it, it seemed like it was going to get to that that point. Uh, I have a lot, a great deal of sympathy with truck drivers. There's some of the hardest working people in Canada and the United States. And of course, everyone here relies on them for everything that they bring us, not just necessities, but luxuries too. And Mr. Barone, can you answer the question? Is it coming to a head in a place that we don't want it to be? I hope not. I hope not. I'd, I'd, I'd like to, like I said, I, I I would uh, I would support and try really hard at, at whatever kind of uh, uh, give and take or peaceful solution would, is necessary. But the border also needs to open. So uh, you know it's it's uh, it's a bal- it's a balancing act. But but I'd be in favor of balance. What percentage of your trucking, the trucking that you guys own, like is uh, deals with going across the border? Like how much have you been impacted by it from the trucking standpoint? Our own specific company is is not. We're not really big into uh, uh, Michigan Ontario truckload business right now. We have been in the past. We might in the future, but right now it's not a big part well, of our business. It's certainly not today. So you're saying right. in code that they should just drop the mandate, just drop the vaccination mandate, make peace, and let's let's go on. I'll make money and eat. Is that what you're saying? Uh, well, Charlie, I'm, I'm make I'm me some news. Make me some news, Matthew. I'm trying to say both. Yes, they the protesters should get out of the way and let commerce flow. What they're doing by blocking trade in that respect is wrong. And yes, the politicians and in my own opinion, if it were me, and I'm finish not the, finish the thought. We know it's just an opinion. We we <laughs> right. Just a guy. I, I, I'd give a little bit, but that's just me. Well, you didn't say it though. You said the truckers yeah, I, should I'd move. I'd give a little bit. If I was going to take the, if it were me and I was going to take the, the mandate down in three weeks, I'd take it down today. Yeah. 
So I, Matthew Maroon is saying, move your truck and get rid of the mandate. That's the middle ground you're talking about. Are you And I listen, I know you're trying to balance it. That's what a bridge owner does. He got a one side of the <laughs> river and the other side it. of the river. He got to balance everything. Straddling it. Yeah, he's straddling <laughs> <laughs> let, let me ask you a quick question. Do you think this is the most impactful, effective protest at the border you have seen in the time of you running the bridge? Yeah, unfortunately, there's there's been some uh, labor labor strikes before involving uh, uh, U.S. customs or uh, Canadian customs, and years years gone by. And I think there's been some trucker protests over an issue or two in the in the past, but nothing like this. the 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 bridge since 1927, when it or 1929, when it opened, has never been closed this long for anything including but not limited to 9-11. Wow, and it is closed. Let's just be honest. I mean, the, sure. the, the governments don't want you to say it's closed, but it's it's closed. Yeah, it's closed. Thank you. So, hey, Facebook guy, fuck off, man. It's closed. <laughs> I know you live there, and I don't know what I'm talking about. Here's the owner of the busiest trade corridor in the continent. So don't tell me it's not closed. Okay. <laughs> I, don't, I don't like to mis, misinform people. It's, it's all I really have... Yeah, it, right, it, uh, Charlie. It, the, the trade has to flow. There's, 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 there's other folks beyond truck drivers that also have real jobs that count on them that aren't working today because trade isn't flowing. It has to open. It does. Uh, all I'm advocating is that there be a little bit of give and take, so that, uh, and that's just my opinion. I mean. You know, the, yes. some of these politicians, they're getting briefed on all kinds of different issues that I'm not aware of. So, uh, but if, but from my standpoint, I'd like to see a little. I'm assuming that you're in those discussions, sir. You know, it's the guy that <laughs> yeah, actually owns, the, owns the freaking bridge. Yeah, I guess so. But I'm still not in the government, thank God. So uh, <laughs> I'm, not in the, I'm not in as many of those discussions as you think. Okay, so look, I'm, I know you have to go because... Detroit City Council, you trying to shake it down too? You got to go deal with that. But uh, no, that's not true at all. I think you might have been thinking about the old city council. Wait a minute. Can you, <laughs> no, 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 no. We just joking. Just joking. Karen knows. I try to. I try to keep a good relationship. I know you do. With the city and and we in the city and and. And our companies, as of late, have done a lot of good things. I'm just making a joke because you know okay. you and your family and your dad. I mean, yeah, I, no, I, I, I got to go through I the campaign you're... finance statements and everybody's got their freaking tin cup out to you. It's yeah, got to be I annoying. Know, I know you're a jokester. It's okay. <laughs> <laughs> I'm not going to talk to me anymore. I'm not doing this. <laughs> guy. It's not like you brought up a second bridge or anything. Okay, listen, I'm going to do this and then we got to let you go. You're very, very busy, man. Big things are going on. Um, one clear statement to the protesters, to the government, to the people of North America, the world according to Matthew Maroon, what is it you want to leave them with before you hang up, sir? Yeah, let's let's unify. Let's both give give a little bit. Let's end the let's end the blockade. Let's uh, let's let's uh, bring the mandates to a quick end, and let's go on with life. This guy should run for something. <laughs> well, that's why he won't run for something. He makes too much sense. He's very tactful, <laughs> right, very considerate. Now, that's why he won't run for anything. Yeah, who wants and a pay cut? Karen knows it used to be the de facto 
mayor of Detroit, she knows this. The reason he won't run is because people that aren't any good at business go into politics. People that are good at business make money. Right. Yeah. Well, well but, they, but they make decisions that are in the best interest of more than just themselves. That's that's also the difference. You know, and you got to remember, Dave Bing was in business. He did well. But it's, you know, people that are in business and, and, and people that have the autonomy to make a decision don't necessarily do well in politics because it's too much. What What do I always say? Too much process. Yeah. Hey, Matthew, yeah. Matthew, want me to yeah. read you a quotation from Mayor Coleman A. Young? Sure. I'd love to hear that. Okay. Quote, the only thing I find is contemptible as a conservative establishment bigot is a bleeding heart, pussy ass liberal, Young wrote in his memoirs. Liberals talk as though they would change the world, but all of the things required to change the world are basically the things that liberals are not. Liberals are not radicals by definition, and many of them are not capitalists either. Liberals, whose currency is the impassioned harangue, nibble cheese, and model the latest political fashions in front of each other while the radicals and the money are at work changing the world. Yeah. Seems like if, if, if Mayor Young were here, he'd be, he'd be out there talking to the drivers himself, wouldn't he be? Isn't that some that, shit? That's that's that is some shit, bro. I, I didn't even think about that till now, which is Trudeau's a liberal, labor. Whitmer's a Democrat, labor. And they can't show their face. Mm -hmm. This is a movement and they can't show their face because it, it has now become elites and working people. Yes. yes. Well, at, at the elites, the working people, everyone will be better off when this blockade is, uh, is settled. And that's, that's what needs to happen, Charlie. Thank you, sir. Remember, people, they may not listen to these people had this not taken place. I mean, you know, just saying, hey, you know, we don't want this or going through whatever channels they may have. They are garnering the attention that they think it's necessary to impart change. If they had not done this, they probably would not have be, you know, successful at all. Yeah. No, I, 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 I agree with that. And what Thank do you, you say? Charlie. Thank you. And how about uh, we get together at the Yacht Club and get a nice steak? Okay. I'm Charlie. I'd, I'd love, I'd love to take you out to lunch. No, my yacht club. <laughs> oh, fine. Let's go. Let's go to yours. <laughs> I, I might have been the only guy in the history of Matthew Maroon's life that actually bought him lunch before. Yeah, it, it did happen. <laughs> Was that Taco Bell or I White Castle? Fucking eggs, bro. Eggs. Take it easy. All right. Thanks for your time, sir. Thank you too. Bye bye. There you go, Matthew Maroon, saying, "Move your trucks and stop, stop the vax mandate." That's his solution. I think it's a, a decent one. Yeah. Bridge never been closed in the history of opening this long. Yep. And but you know what? We're, we're at a point when people are realizing that, you know, talk and asking and begging don't work. Um, and so they are resorting to radical um, acts to garner attention and, and to impart the kind of change that they think they're entitled to or that they deserve. People agree with the protesters, like we're done being locked down, but I don't think they agree with stopping no. international commerce. No. But that's a radical, man. I mean, that's a radical. That's people fed up, Charlie. And they're like, okay, well, what do we have influence and control over? How can we leverage that into at least some attention so we can have a conversation about the things we want to change? Now, Red, Red spoke to a trucker uh, Max DeWitt, 
who is a French Canadian, long hauler. And I, I think Max is basically saying, you know, I support him in principle at first, but they're fucking everything up. What I think Max is saying is, I'm hoping this turns into a labor movement. Because if you really know what it is to be a truck driver, they don't get paid well. It's dangerous. They're long hours. They're not organized. There's not enough restaurants and amenities yeah, for I them. I haven't heard many people mention that. There is no union for Canadian truck drivers. It's deregulated. Yeah. My grandfather used to drive for U.S. Steel from Gary to Detroit. Right? He'd make his run in a day. Then he'd get a day off. Then he'd make a run. And he'd have a pension. And that shit's gone. Yeah, Teamsters ain't what they used to be. All right, so so... You got a little bit from Max, huh? You talked to him on the phone? Yeah, I talked to Ashley. got to talk to Max. Uh, he was held up in inspection at the time, and uh, I couldn't get across the border. And so they, they being strict as hell, getting in Canada, had all the paperwork, great conversation. And uh, basically, it's like you said, at this point, I, he feels as this is a labor thing. Come on, let's straighten this out. Let's get this rose back to rolling. Let's hear from him then. At the beginning, I didn't have a problem with the quote-unquote Freedom Convoy, and uh, the problem is, is that this whole movement has been hijacked by different people that, that has nothing to do with trucking anymore. That's the problem. So when they started, what was the initial want? What, what did they initially want? The initial demand, they went to Ottawa, the Canada's capital, and they wanted to end the border mandate for truckers. So the truckers would not need to be vaccinated to cross the border. Have you been vaccinated? Yes, sir. I have three vaccines. I got the two original vaccines and I got the booster. So since this started and they shut down the ambassador, give the listeners an idea of what you're going through now to make your deliveries. Um, well... I, I cannot cross at uh, Ambassador Bridge, and uh, specifically what I do is produce meat and poultry. So basically, I need to be at Windsor for, for inspection, so I have to go to Sarnia, which is also blocked, and then from Sarnia, I have to come back sometimes to Windsor to get the inspection done, but basically... Nothing is moving ambassador, so everybody's going to Port Erie or they're going to Port Huron, and then there's massive backup there. So you, you lose basically a day and more every time you try to cross the border. And you guys are only supposed to legally drive for so many hours, correct? Yes, sir. We we can only drive 11 hours in the U.S., 13 in Canada. Uh, our, our time on duty is a bit longer than that, but the driving is limited to 11 and 13 hours. At, at, at the end of all this, you said you were with him in the beginning. Now you've changed your mind. What would you like to see happen, or what do you think should happen to go ahead and get this solved? Well, first of all, it would be really nice if either side could sit together and talk, because none of that has been happening on either side. Either side hasn't met yet. I know that... Uh, the, 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 the convoy was really trying hard to meet, but uh, I don't know why they're not meeting. So, I mean, the first thing would be to start a line of communication between the two parties involved. And uh, the, the useless, uh, in my opinion, that's my personal opinion, I don't believe that the protesters blocking the border entries should 
do that because all they're doing is they're hurting truckers, big time. I know hundreds of guys that are stuck in the U.S. that can't come to Canada and vice versa. If you had to take a guess, how much longer you see this lasting? I don't think it's going to go on much longer because um, it's been four or five days now. A lot of, uh, it's not only the food, eh? there's the manufacturing for the car parts and all that. All the big plants are shut down right now in Ontario. I know Toyota and Cambridge is shut down and I I know that they canceled some shifts in Michigan because I think it's four border crosses to get one car done of materials. And that's not moving right now. So everything is grinding to a halt. Can you tell the people, where are you at right now this second? Okay, so this morning I couldn't cross in Windsor, so I went to Sarnia where I waited 18 hours or so. Then I crossed into Canada at uh, Sarnia, uh, Port Huron, Sarnia, and I had to come back to Windsor by the Canadian side to get a meat inspection. So right now I'm in Windsor doing a meat inspection and I'm trying to get back home to Montreal. And let me ask you this. Is that, do you think this is a really more so about the frustration and what y'all been dealing with being essential workers out here throughout all this? Or do you think well, this is... No, go ahead. The, the frustration uh, the, the frustration comes from everywhere. Uh, us truckers, we never stopped during the whole pandemic since the beginning. I never stopped traveling. Even when people said, oh my God, uh, it's super dangerous to go to the States, don't go to Florida, don't go to Texas. I was always there. And that was before vaccines and all that. And everything was closed in other states. We couldn't use the bathrooms. We couldn't go to restaurants. We couldn't get food. So that's frustration with all the mandates. And the second thing is there's a lot of truck drivers that didn't get vaccinated, but 10%. But 10% of how many thousand guys? That's a lot of guys. Now they can't work anymore because they need a, a vaccine to cross the border. So there's a lot of frustration building up. And, you know, two years of unprecedented events that we've never gone through in our society, of course people are fed up. But, you know, we got to keep rolling because or else nobody's going to have nothing to eat. All right, like, let's, let's get to uh, Virginia Grimaldi. She's there with the trucking protesters. I want to see what their attitude is and what they know. But before we go to the streets of Windsor, I want to uh, bring you a word from our sponsors. And the reason that we only have a few sponsors is because they're family. And at a time like this, a very, very important moment in the history of our lives. Yes. I, I think this is, a, this is a monumental moment that I, a quick short word from each of our sponsors, uh, American Coney Island, as always, right near the river. Derek loves to come to American Coney Island. It's at the corner of Lafayette and Michigan Avenue, uh, the oldest family-run restaurant in Detroit, the originators of the American, uh, well, I guess we could call it the American Coney Dong, right? Yeah, they yeah. Did it. yeah. Right? Yes. Uh, or you can always get a Coney kid at American Coney Island. <laughs> As he's eating uh, one. Um, <laughs> that was my two Listen, uh, <clears throat> ADR, right? If you're having issues, like, like, like they seem to be having on the bridge. And remember, they're building the Gordie Howe Bridge, too. Right. Right? You're having trouble with big projects like this or small projects. 
Call ADR. It's pretty simple. They're the ones you call when you need to get something done right, on time, and on budget, right? They can also act as a mediator. It's Barry Ellen Tuck at 248-318-9424. Okay, he is honest, smart, discreet. Get your business done with the government. Have somebody interface with you. Thanks for your support, ADR. And uh, Hall Financial. Yeah. Right? Mm-hmm. Rates are going up. They are going up, aren't they? Yes. So call Hall first. They're going up. The bridge is closed. The economy's strangling. What's going to happen if this thing spins into an international financial calamity? That's why you're seeing movement. Yeah. Right? Now, interest rates will go up. It's uncertainty. Make a move, people. Whether you're going to buy that house and this, there's s- small stock. Yeah. You have to have your mortgage in place or you're not going to get the house. Right? Talk to Hall. They'll walk you through it. They'll get you what you need. Very good personal hands-on service. You call 866-CALL-HALL or go to callhallfirst.com and get started. Thanks for the support, David. And, of course, if things start spinning out of control financially, call Newt Nowacki. The guy's brilliant. What are interest rates doing? What are look? One of the hottest stocks is shipping, yeah. logistics. Yes. And if they're all bottled up, what do you do in the short term? A lot of you make short-term moves. I recommend thinking in the long term, but there are short-term things to think about. Who thinks about them? Who can give you advice? Luke. Luke Nowacki at two four eight six six three four seven four eight. One more time, Luke Nowacki. 248-663-4748 at Royal Alliance Associates Incorporated, member F-I-N-R-A-S-I-P-C. Thanks for your support, Lou. And call the one and only Royal Alliance Associates Let's get to the streets of Windsor. Hello? Hi, Virginia. It's Charlie. Hey, Charlie, how are you? Okay, I'm good. Uh, listen, you're, you're with the protesters, yes? Yes, I'm on Wyandotte, yep. Okay, um, what are you hearing? Are, are, the, are the feds moving in? Pardon me? What are you hearing? Are the authorities starting to move in and stage? We just got off with a firefighter. They're in town. Did you hear that? Yeah, no, so far at Wyandotte, it's the same as it's been. Uh, there, there are uh, you know police officers down here, as there have been. Uh, but they're they're still in their vehicles. There is like a um, a large like van here with with you know tactical gear and stuff. But um, they they haven't they haven't been bothering us at all. They're just standing by like they have been for the last two days. Well, listen, girl, I don't mean to be the one to break this to you. Maybe you already know it, but uh, Premier Ford just declared a state yes. of emergency. Yes, yes, we 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 know. So they're coming, aren't they? Well. We don't know. This injunction is still still tied up um, uh, for about the Wyandotte location. So I don't I don't know. I don't know if they're going to take it forcefully or or not. I, we've been told by Windsor Police that they would come down and make an announcement uh, before doing anything by force. Whether or not that's what they're going to do, we don't know. Well, I know that I'm historically a, in Windsor, Virginia, that is I, I'm assuming they're going to. Are you yeah, going to move? Um, right now, uh, we're uh, waiting uh, to, for uh, information 
uh, from uh, people on here on uh, here on in college. Um, we're we're bringing in supplies right now. We've got people dropping off supplies, so I mean we're gearing up. I think there are some people that may move. Uh, some people may stay, uh, but right now it's it's really kind of up in the air until we hear for sure what's going on with that injunction. Who's your leader? How do you guys decide? Do you vote? Is there a is there a grand poobah? Like like who's, who's well, basically the the. First of all, like nobody's going to make anybody stay. If you want to leave for if they if they declare that they're going to be uh, taking legal action against us, if people want to leave, that's their right, and by all means, go ahead. Um, there isn't a grand poobah. No, it's uh, you know everybody, everybody's kind of just working together and making decisions together. Some people are waiting to see what the numbers are going to be like. If there's going to be enough people here, they'll stay. If there's not enough support, they may want to move. You know, again, safety in numbers, right? Are you staying? Myself? Yeah. I'm still making up my mind right now. And again, I think that's going to have a lot to do with, with uh, numbers. And the other thing, too, is that if we don't have the numbers, we may all move back to here online, rally, and then come back when we do have the numbers. Might be, might be a thing. I, I'm not sure. Those decisions haven't been made yet. Wow. Virginia, you're saying if people pull back, then you will also pull back. You're looking for the safety and unity in numbers. Is that's going to be your deciding factor? I'm whether saying or not that that's, that's a possibility for myself for today. That's that's one of my personal deciding factors. Now I can't speak on behalf of the entire group. Uh, I think that there's. I think everybody's just kind of waiting right now. Right now we're stuck in a limbo. We thought we would have uh, some information by now that we haven't gotten. Uh, and that's because the government's holding up uh, the the injunction right now. Uh, there is a, they apparently are having problems with their Zoom. I don't know if that's uh, <laughs> if that's the case or not. I know that uh, my Zoom's working fine. <laughs> the international border crisis is hinged upon a, Zoom. a bulky Zoom connection, right? <laughs> right. So. Where are we um, I, uh, I, but I mean, I'm not at City Hall, so I can't, or at the Superior Courthouse, so I can't really speak to that, but that's the information that we're being given. Okay. So uh, let me see if I'll encapsulate this. I'll let you go. I know you're busy. (laughs) You, it's a wait and see. There's no consensus as of yet. Nobody's being asked to stay. If you all, if, if you all did live, leave, and they roll back the mandates, which you want, that would be a victory, and if they don't, you're coming back. Oh well, that's 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 the uh, my understanding is that that might be for the plan. Um, again, it's it kind of we've got to wait and see what uh, what the government comes back with, and uh, it might. It Virginia, might I hate to tell you. I hate to tell you that the the premier just said, "Move it." I'm going to fine you $100,000. I'm going to put you in jail for a year, and I'm going to take yeah. your stuff. Yeah. That's where the government stands. And, I mean, that's uh, less my concern than uh, uh, an act of violence from the government. Uh, I think that uh, an act of violence is... is that's, the, that's what we're waiting to see, is what kind of force are they going to use? Um, well, that's what I'm personally waiting to see anyway. Would you like to see the Michigan I mean, State Police come in and help you? I mean, help uh, remove your stuff, maybe, you know. I think that it's absolutely ridiculous that they're asking uh, Michigan State Police from another country to come in. Like, come on, guys. This is, this is, 
Canada, you can't deal with the issue yourself. And especially because the bigger issue is, why can't you just sit down and have a peaceful conversation with us? We've been leaving uh, lanes open for emergency service vehicles. We've given up a lane on here online. You know, we've been sitting here calmly, quietly, peacefully. Uh, There's not even so much as a piece of litter on the ground. And you guys have to hide in your ivory tower and you can't even come have a conversation with us. You're going to threaten our, our, our homes and our lives even further than you already have? Come on. If, they, if uh, Doug Ford showed up or Trudeau showed up, what would you tell them directly? That it's time to lift the mandate. Doug Ford needs to look to, uh, to the other provinces that are lifting the mandate. And Justin Trudeau, oh, man. I don't know what would happen. <laughs> but, uh, it's, you know, enough is enough. It's time. You are elected to represent the constituents. Uh, of this country or of your riding and and they're not they're not even talking to us so how could they possibly represent us it's time to listen like you know somebody didn't teach them to use their listening ears in high or in grade school and then what do you tell them when they go no well that's why we're standing here we're telling them that we don't we don't agree you know we've complied calmly and quietly for two years and uh, only now, now after shutting down the Ambassador Bridge for two days, now you want you uh, want to get up in arms, but you still won't talk. You know, yeah. now we're the bad guy after you've attacked us for two years. Well, girlfriend, you know what's going to happen if you don't move. They're going to drag you away. That's what's going to happen. I think so, and I mean, I know that. Like, I mean, if I start getting kicked in the head, I'm probably going to move. But short of that. Um, I don't, uh, I don't have any intention on, on moving. I mean, we've been working with emergency services to make sure that the, the area is safe for people. But outside of that, as far as letting trucks cross the border, I'm not interested. My piece of advice, I'll let you go and I'll be in touch. I'm, I'm trying to get over there, right? It's very difficult. Yes. They make it <laughs> yeah. very hard. Uh, is if they come, comply. Don't. Yes, 100%. And we want people to know that, like, do not act forcefully. Do not mouth off. Do not talk back. You know, just stay calm, stay peaceful. And, uh, yeah, if they come with force, just comply, comply, comply. Peace to you, sister. Because we can always rally. You as well. Thank you so much. We appreciate you. Well, thank you. Good luck now. Thanks. Bye-bye. That's Virginia Grimaldi, one of the sit-in protesters there on the Canadian side of the bridge. So what it becomes, a, it's like a power struggle, Charlie, you know, I mean, the protesters are like, we're not going to back down. The government is like, we're not going to be punked out. I mean, this could actually turn into, you know, kind of a, 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 a bloodbath at some point. Yeah, I agree, Karen, because everybody's not going to be thinking as sensible as Miss Virginia is there. You know, some folks are so embedded into this. They might actually want to put up a fight and resistance just to prove, oh. you know. I hey. think they already have. Uh, Canadians are good, decent people, you know. I, yeah. I, I don't want not a drop of any blood spilled. It shouldn't be. Not, the point shall be made. Yeah. Let, let me see if I can guess this. I'm going to drag them out of there, right? Mm-hmm. They're charging with something small, as long as it's peaceful. And then in two weeks, these mandates will disappear. The government needs to save face. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, everybody's lifting them slowly. I said last year, I said by first quarter of 2022, you're going to start to see a shift because the economic impact of all of these haphazard, random, you know, uh, 
mandates across the country and obviously in, in Canada too are having such a negative impact, people are going to be like, okay, whoever we tried to get has already been gotten. And everybody else is just in their eyes a lost cause. So I I, I knew this was it's, it could, it's, it's not sustainable. Well, especially with numbers going down and hospitalizations and deaths. But, but and, see, I but mean, this is the thing, though, Mark, and I know we disagree on this. We only know what they tell us. And at the minute when they tell us it was bad, then we believe that it's bad. When they tell us that it's getting better, we believe that it's getting better. We don't know what's going on. I think we to, really to, don't. To me, Karen, you sound completely reasonable at this point. You know, I, I, I speak with my mother quite often, and as I should, but she, my mother believes in science. My mother believes in mathematics. What she doesn't believe in is the shifting rationale, sure. the, sh the shifting mandates. It's one thing one day, it's another thing the other day, and she still has a memory, praise be to God, about that. Yeah, I agree with mom. It's being but that's politicized. That's the whole point, Charlie, and it's been like that. It's, it's, yeah. it's making it up you know, as they go along and people are like, okay, this makes no sense. So sure, there is value, validity and science. And, 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 and I get that. I don't argue that point. But at the end of the day, when all those people are in a room and they're having conversations, they're also having conversations about how it makes them appear from a political standpoint, from a PR standpoint, all of that. Please don't tell me that that's not part of the conversation because I would bet my last dollar otherwise. I know better. It's, so it's eerie yeah. now. Life is eerie. Yeah. You know, you look at Facebook or uh, YouTube, and they just this conversation we're having is is based on facts. It's very clear, right? But since we're a small organization, they they start to nitpick, shadow ban you. They 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 don't. They don't put you out there. What they are doing, and they're proud of it, is they put mainstream media out there. And if you look at mainstream media, how much they've gotten wrong. I'll give you a small one we worked on. <laughs> Whitmer in the nursing home numbers. Whitmer in the nursing home response. They refused the mainstream media to consider the new information. You got caught out so badly buying into the bullshit that you won't even fix it. You, you're looking to shuck and jive and dodge. And everybody's looking for somebody but you to tell them stuff. And now everybody's out there is a handyman with the information. If you can't trust the government, if you can't trust the media, right? Right. You're going to have this shit everywhere. Right. You got to be better. You got to be part of the people. You can't be above Every them. message we hear, Charlie, is massaged. Trust me on that. Every message is massaged. Let me let me just say that. It is. And you know, everybody, you know, people get mad when when if you have a difference of opinion and that difference of opinion is packaged and presented as being misinformation simply because it goes against the grain of what what the mainstream wants you to believe. Why can't it be the other way around? Maybe that's misinformation. You know, they say life is teachable moments. And I, I'm, I'm thinking right now, Canada is giving the world one of the biggest teachable moments there is in the fact that the protesters are saying, hey, we've been law-abiding citizens. All we asked you to do was talk to us, not tell us like a dictator, and then step away and expect us to just fall in line. That's going to go against our natural human basic instinct. And this is on both sides of the border. Let, let's get yes. this straight. This is Trudeau and Biden administrations. Mm -hmm. All through the pandemic, 
they were the truckers were going back and forth, risking, yeah. you know, the the plague. Yeah, they kept you fed, and two years into it, when everybody's rolling back the mandates, you come up with, you get the vax or you can't come in, or if you come in and you're not vax, you got to quarantine. After all these people been through, I can understand that. Yeah, I can understand the frustration. Me, I try to comply. I, I try to be a good citizen. I did what was asked. But the polls show you Americans are done with it, right? I get to vax, I'm vax, I'm done. We got to move on. Yeah. And I mean, their numbers and their vaccination rates over there is kind of beating ours. I they, think they're like oh, number yeah. one in the world. Yeah. Right? So I, I really don't understand myself. It's like 90%. Right. So the, Whatever happened to herd immunity at 75. Ooh. They've achieved that by extra 15%. So they kind of, the government kind of making themselves look more dictatorish right now with this than actually, like she said, being the part, you know, the body to represent the people. I just like our neat turn here in Michigan. Complete lockdown to I'm going to Beverly Hills in the middle of a surge <laughs> to raise money. Wow. Priorities. I don't forget. That's what I was about to say, Mark. Priorities. <laughs> and that's why I'm telling you everything that you hear is not 100% true. It's just not. I mean, you have to listen with a critical ear. And people, what do they say? Think for yourself or someone else will think for you without thinking of you. Critical but not cynical. Yeah, no, Respect no, each no, other. <laughs> <laughs> okay, look, I want to move real quick. He's given us a minute of his time. Uh, Ian Smith, uh, you might have heard of him. Uh, back in March of 2020, he, uh, the South Jersey gym owner came into the spotlight for refusing to abide by his state's pandemic business closures as a self-described fuck you to Governor, uh, is it Phil Murphy? Is it Phil? <laughs> Phil Doe? Oh, yeah, I prefer to call him Phil. Yeah, Phil Doe. Uh, <laughs> Ian racked up around $1.2 million, $1 million in fines, um, going as far as taking the doors off his business to avoid being locked out by state officials. Uh, Mr. Smith has now announced that he will be running for Congress in New Jersey's 3rd District. Will you be running, sir, as a socialist? <laughs> Yeah, yeah, yeah. We'll be running as a socialist because we're going to change the uh, social policies of uh, politics. And that means that we're going to get career politicians out. So running as a Republican, but running against the establishment. Um, not sure at this point who likes me less, if it is Andy Kim, the incumbent and the Democratic establishment, or if it's the New Jersey GOP, uh, who would rather put, uh, you know, just another white guy in a suit. Um, you know, Wonder Boy. Uh, yeah, Wonder then Red, why are all uh, of you guys, why, you guys, you got guys like you are Republican in name only. I love how you call the establishment the Republican in name only. They're really Republicans. You are not. You're a dude without a home and you're like hijacking the Republicans. You guys are parasites. Start your own party. <laughs> See, that doesn't work. Uh, we'd love that, but then we would just pull votes from the Republicans and we'd wind up, uh, you know, just getting another socialist uh, Democrat down the line, Nancy Pelosi voter in. So we're going to have to hijack the Republican Party. And uh, it's about high time that happens, honestly. Nancy Pelosi's richer than Ebola etouffee, man. I'm telling you. Oh God, she, yeah. she knows. She's loaded. I mean, this is it's, it's the elites versus us. Let me go here, Ian. Uh, Canada, 
A sure. state of, um, uh, of emergency has been declared on the border. Yeah. I, I appreciate radicals doing their thing. But they're getting in the way of everybody eating. What, what do you, what do you, you know what I mean? They're stopping international trade. You, Mr. Congressman, what do you make of this? No, well, coronavirus lockdowns has been getting in the way of a lot of people eating and feeding their families too. So, you know, a simple solution uh, would just be to lift the mandates and send everybody home. Uh, you know, government is supposed to be of the people, by the people, for the people. Therefore, it's supposed to listen to the people. When the people say lift mandates, uh, and we're not going to do this anymore. And uh, their governor, or excuse me, their uh, their prime minister heads off to the hills. It's pretty indicative that these people aren't willing to work uh, with their citizens. They're trying to work against them. So, um, you know, buckle up. It's probably going to get rough. Um, word is that there's a convoy getting ready here in the United States. And, and, and it sucks because uh, it is going to have an impact. And it is going to impact people's lives. Uh, but the reality is, is that People need uh, to be left alone by government, and it's not going to happen until we force government to back off. Okay, let me do uh, this. They find you at one, this point. They find you. They find you one point two million dollars. Did you pay it? No. Huh? <laughs> huh? Where I mean, am I going to get one point two million dollars? They take your gym. No, they're not taking that either. That 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 would never happen. So um, I'd love to see them try. You know, and, and there's a reason that they haven't tried to do that because they know that that would be a very bad move on their part. What they did do was take $173,000 from our bank account because, you know, government likes to do things like that. They're not, um, they don't have the fortitude to do stuff right to your face, which is why they operate the way they operate, kind of behind closed doors all the time and, and making decisions and holding press conferences instead of answering questions. Um, you know, so we weren't surprised when they took our money, but I would be very surprised if I saw Philip walk through our door, uh, ready to take some of our equipment. Phil though. Uh, not to mention, I don't <laughs> think he could lift. It's, it's funny because Jersey had some of the most restrictive COVID policies in the nation and they've like got rid of them, yeah. you know, slowly, but they're getting rid of them. Everybody, Quebec's getting rid of it. Saskatchewan, Alberta, uh, Michigan just quietly stopped doing it. California, Delaware. What the fuck with the border? This is what, I'm in charge? I can't give anybody a win? Now, here's the deal, Ian. Yeah. Red over here is a sedentary pot smoker with the one jab. Yes, yes. And Mark is, what do I describe yourself, Mark? Um, I don't know. I like to have you describe me. I would say this guy wears three tampons on his face. Oh, he got come on. 14 That's a shots. Right? No, no I'm, I'm, I'm double vaxxed and boosted. I have no problem with that. And, and no, I'm, I'm joking around. I'm no, I know you are. I take yeah. it seriously mm -hmm. and I respect you. And so you're like. I, I think you and I, we have a lot more in common of with certain arguments. I got to make a show go. You know, I got to make a show go. And then there's Karen. Karen, are you vaccinated? Yes. Are you vaccinated? No. And no. you don't really go out in public anymore, right? I have a broken foot, Charlie. There's no place to go. I can't walk. You broke it last month. What about last year, Karen? <laughs> I mean, I went where I had it, where I needed to go. There was no place to go. Everything was closed and 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 all of that. So, I mean, I do what I have to do, but you know, I, no, I'm not vaccinated. And then when people say, "Are you fully vaccinated?" Who is fully vaccinated? People with the vaccine still get COVID, still transmit COVID. So, what does that mean? It means. Nothing. What does data show? The data shows whether it, you were a locked out state or you okay, were an open Dr. state. Fauci, the okay. the same shit's happening. <laughs> so what I'm saying, Ian, is we got the rainbow here. So I think right. Mark, Mark wants to ask you. No, should I ask it? 
Uh, yeah, I'm, I'm curious. Okay, to what Ian, my question, what was your what my problem? You couldn't okay, even, yeah. even in the for the first month, chip in and do what the government told you. You're walking around breathing on everybody, spreading this, killing old people in the nursing homes. I mean, why didn't you at least give it a month? We did. We actually gave it two months. Huh. We op we opened uh, back in May, May of 2020. So we gave it actually two months to the day. Um, and and yeah, we certainly did our part and. Um, once that became enough is enough. And once we saw the politics come into play, whether that was intentional at, uh, you know, from the beginning, or if it was an opportunity that certain people saw to, uh, to grab some control, you know, either way we saw it for what it was and, um, you know, vaxxed, unvaxxed, mask, no mask, whatever the people want to do is fine. The problem arises is that when politicians step in and saying, who's allowed to go to work and who's not allowed to go to work and who can have a job and who can't have a job and who can enter public places and who can't. Um, so the issue is always freedom. It's not, it's, it's personal choice beyond that, but government needs to realize that, um, that they're not, they're not a nanny state. They're not mommy. They're not daddy. They're there for one reason and one reason only. And that's to protect our rights uh, okay. and not guarantee our safety. I, that's I, up to the individual. I don't, I don't disagree with any of that at all. Um, I guess, I guess where it falls in line for me is like, why, why are you the one to decide <laughs> at that time? Yeah. What, what science degree do you have, dude? Well, well, you know, when, when somebody came into our life, uh, you know, my business partner, Frank Trevetti and myself, you know, we, we're not, we're not these fancy gym owners who have, you know, 10 gyms and, and, you know, a bunch of franchises. We bought a business that was failing. Um, and we put everything that we had into it over the course of nine months and we made it successful. And then somebody came along with no, um, no evidence, just said, hey, listen, there's this big, scary thing coming. Uh, everybody's got to close your business. And we said, OK, you know, we mm -hmm. we didn't know enough about that um, at the time to be like, no, we're not closing. So we said, all right, you know, but if somebody comes into our life and tells us we're not allowed to feed our families, I want to understand why. So what we did is we took to um, keep coming to work. We came to work every day, and what we did is we studied. Uh, we wanted to learn everything we could about the coronavirus that was not being put into the mainstream news, what the actual scientific studies were saying, how it was transmitted, what mitigating factors there were, what early treatment options there were, what was the success rate of what the government plan was, what were other countries doing. Um, so we studied and studied and studied, and alongside of the science, we decided we were going to study the politics. And when you're talking about a 14-day shutdown and on day 11, you you pass an economic stimulus bill that's $2.6 trillion that does two major things. One, it gives people $600 a week for 16 weeks just to stay home. Um, I could that use that. Questions for us. Why 16 I weeks when it. you're telling us 14 days? What what are you looking at that's 16 weeks away that you're not telling people about at that time? So, yes, yeah, I, I, don't I don't disagree with any of that. It's it, the, the balance between, you know, uh, personal freedoms and the economy and then protecting the public health. I mean, where that line is, is really, really tough. I guess ultimately the question is, was it worth it? I mean, you talked about these big fines and I think most people would say, I love, and I, I do appreciate you standing by your principles. I like it when anybody does that, but I don't know if I would do it. I mean, that's a lot, it's a big fine. That's a lot of, uh, I'm sure you're getting a lot of well, shit. That's not only does he have big balls, he got big arms. <laughs> so I but, mean but, but you know what I mean was it was it worth it that that's a well, pretty I, good I think fine. I think go ahead red no, go that's ahead. a that's a that's a good question honestly and and there's been times along the way where you know Frank and I've been looking at each other and 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 wondering like you know how much longer do we keep this up but the reality is is that when we when we opened it wasn't just about a gym um 
you know, it was about the fact that that government doesn't have that authority to come into your life um, and and completely kneecap your self reliance um, and destroy your. Yes, we know. Let me pause you there. Let me pause you. That's that's correct. That's correct. Hey, hey, man, that's correct. I think what we're talking about today is we're at a point, like it's not radical. It's the mainstream now. We're done. Saskatchewan yes. and Quebec. Well, we and know how o- to, we know and, how to mitigate it and too. And Oakland yeah. County, mm-hmm. right? I don't understand what's the hang up here at the border. The truck drivers throughout this whole thing have been going back and forth and keeping everybody fed. They're more essential than anybody. And now, as everybody's letting it go, you're requiring double shot. I don't think that's fair. No, I, I completely agree with you. And I, I don't think it's fair to, to tell anybody that they have to take a treatment, especially if that treatment has been shown to be not what you said it was going to be. Okay. I mean, they were touting this vaccine as the... <laughs> that is true. Well, Mark's make, well, Ian, Mark's and making faces. We we're going to be back to normal. Ian, Mark's <laughs> making faces again. Our liberal friend. <laughs> you knock it off. Ian, after this whole ordeal, taking this stance, they done took money from you. How is the business doing now? Good. We're open every single day. Uh, we actually don't charge our members. We haven't charged our members since... May, uh, or excuse me, March of 2020, when we originally suspended billing, when we reopened, we weren't charging people because it wasn't about the money. It was about the principal. And by the time that we were allowed to, quote unquote, allowed to reopen, they had taken our business license. So we operate entirely on voluntary donations uh, and we sell a lot of T-shirts. We sent T-shirts to all 50 states several hundred times over and to 18 countries around the world. So people find a way to keep our business uh, operational. And uh, keep our lawyer bills paid, uh, which are quite expensive, and and uh, it's all it's all a voluntary system. I know why which, he's running for Congress. Hundred seventy four thousand cool cash money a year, <laughs> li- lifetime health benefits. Well, it doesn't hurt. I'll yeah. Get that money back one way maybe or another. I'll, maybe maybe they'll just dock my pay right there for the fines. I'll work that off uh, over a couple of years. No, the, what does the t-shirt it- say? Because your beard is covering it. Is that the t-shirt that you sell? Yeah, this is one of the t-shirts that we sell. It says Belmar for everybody. Uh, Belmar is the town that Attilus is in, and our, our fight was for everybody. It was for personal freedom. It wasn't for a gym. And uh, on the back, it has the Attilus gym logo with the preamble of the Constitution. Okay, real quickly, and we got to let you go because we, uh, we got some uh, stuff going on here. Um, just real quick, what, what is the federal, what's the size of the federal budget, Mr. Congressman Wannabe? What's the size of the federal yeah, budget? How, what is the federal- uh, offhand, I don't know, but I know that's uh, too big. I know that we're running it. Uh, a $30 trillion uh, national debt. And that's, that, uh, that's, that's true. So you don't know the budget. Uh, we're seeing the value of our dollar just decline every day. And um, the way that Stop we're Stop double talking me, Congressman. Yeah, I don't a, know is simple enough. That's a pretty good politician. Uh, right, that's what I was going to say. <laughs> <laughs> what is the cost of a gallon of milk, sir? <laughs> I think like four or five bucks now. That is correct. Yes. But the better answer with a beard and a body like Too that is, is this. I'm a grown fucking man. I don't drink milk. Ask me what a pint of beer costs. That's your answer. Okay. Next one. What is six times nine? Four. Oh. Okay. And what is the capital of Michigan? Uh, I don't know, actually. Motherfucker. Yeah, you're ready for this politician role. Hey, he, got, he got two of them, man. That, that makes him twice as smart as Jersey. At least he said not Detroit because everybody right. thinks that. So that's, that's to yeah, me. Yeah, people usually answer. go to the biggest city and it's, it's, it's usually not. Um, no, I don't know offhand, to tell you the truth. Karen, what is the capital of New Jersey? 
I don't, uh, hmm. I don't know. Um, oh. is it Newark? Oh, no. oh she went to the biggest city. <laughs> <laughs> no, it's Detroit, Karen. Who knows in New Jersey? Trenton. It's Trenton. Trenton. All right. But I have an eight-year-old at home who studies okay. states. So. Oh, yeah, you're current right now on that. <laughs> yeah. All right. All right. So, listen, Ian, good luck, man. Thank you. We'll be in touch with you. Good luck with your campaign. Absolutely. Thanks, guys. Thank okay, you, man. Ian. Thanks. Good. Hey, it'd be nice to have a congressman with a body like that, Charlie. Oh, That's oh wow. Yes, snap. <laughs> Not Karen. Not Karen saying a congressman with a body like that. You see her body? She posed it. Hey. Hey, hey, hey! I don't even notice it. <laughs> I was hoping. I was hoping, Ian, uh, when you asked him the one question, if he instead of political speech, just rip your shirt open at that point, right? Oh, just, well, when, just, he said, when he flex. said it was on the back, I started to say show us, but I said no, Ooh, I'll be hey, nice. Oh, look at Karen getting feisty today. <laughs> I'm assuming your husband Tim doesn't watch the show. <laughs> yeah, I think he does. Yeah, he does. He's probably he does. <laughs> He's in the back flexing. He's actually yeah, exactly. really well built too. Actually, yeah, Tim's in good shape. So I mean, you know, he. The, no, no, no issue there. So he has nothing to be concerned about. He's not the only one with a good body. <laughs> I'm in shape too. Round. <laughs> yes, you are, Red, and we love you. I want to all let you know something. My grandpa was a truck driver. Truck drivers rule these countries. No truck driver, no nothing. You're in my blood. I love you. Respect. My grandpa's wife is a French-Canadian. I love you. You're my blood. Respect. Remember that. Power to the working person. And keep it cool, please. Well, I pulled out of Pittsburgh, rolling down that eastern seaboard. Oh, yeah. Grandpa used to let me... Sleep in his cab. Oh, cool. Bring you home. That's pretty sweet. There's a speed zone ahead. all right. I don't see a cop in, in sight. Six, Six days on the road and I'm going to make it home tonight. What? You know why I wear square toe boots? Why? Because Grandpa wore them. Good enough reason for me. I'm taking little white Love pills in my eyes. i I just passed a Jimmy and a wine. Six, Six days on the road and I'm gonna make it home tonight But it seems like a month since I kissed my baby goodbye I could have a lot of women but I'm not a like of some other guys I could find one to hold me tight But I could never make believe it's alright Six days on the road and I'm gonna make it home tonight And he's live by the highway in Gary, Indiana You'd be watching Cannon with the old man. <laughs> Remember the old rabbit ear antennas? Yeah. yeah. Used to pick up the CB traffic from the semis blasting by. It was great. <laughs> Ghost in the machine. But nothing bothers me tonight. I can dodge all the scales. All right. Six days on the road and I'm gonna make it home tonight. And all your first responders, man, respect. Rick's a little old, but that don't mean she's slow. You had to learn that one. There's a flame yeah. from a stack, and that smoke's <laughs> a blowing black as coal. We're working people, man. Hometowns are coming inside. If you think I'm happy, you're right. Six days on the road, and I'm gonna make it home tonight. Six days on the road, and I'm gonna make it home tonight. Everybody, 
Six days on the road, now I'm gonna make it home tonight. Everybody make it home safe. Let's get this situation solved.